Memphis and W253DF Memphis. Flynn Broadcasting Stations. National Football League Talk every Tuesday with Bo Marchant. Covering the NFL Draft at CollegeToPro.com and the NFL Draft Bible. Covering the Steelers for Sports Illustrated. Living and running in Eastern Ohio and on Twitter X at Bo Marchant. Here's Bo with Bryant and Brett. Bo Marchant joins us now to talk the NFL. And uh, Bo, me and Brett were talking about this earlier, and Brett brought up this question this far into the season, after all of what you've seen so far in the NFL, how many teams in the NFL can realistically, in your eyes, make and or win uh, the, the the Super Bowl? Uh, let's see. Uh, AFC, I'd say, let's see, I go into uh, Division AFC East, I'd go Miami, Buffalo. In the North, I'd go Baltimore. The South, I wouldn't go anybody. I'd go West Kansas City, so I think that's what four mm. on the NFC side. Let's see, I'll go with the NFC East, Philly, Dallas. Um, I don't think anybody in the North. I don't think anybody in the South. And then I'll say San Francisco. So three in the East and four. So seven, seven. Okay, seven to make it. How many can win it? Those are all the seven. I think okay, can win you, it. You, I, you, yeah, I, yeah. You, so you I still think Buffalo could win it all? Buffalo, they're they're really in a a, a, a kind of a funny, a, a goofy position. They're the eleven seed, six and six, but they scare the daylights at everybody. <laughs> yeah, and they do, and they have a, you know the the thing that they're, they're, their upcoming schedules. They they got a real bear of a schedule coming up, and that might derail just you know the, uh, teams with weaker schedules. You know. Uh, I'm looking now. I mean, they, you know, they come out of the bye week with the Chiefs. They go to Kansas City. They, they're home for the Cowboys, you know, and then they got the Chargers, Patriots. But anything at home is their advantage because it's getting ready yeah. to be real winter. Yep. And so I, you know, I, I, I just think Buffalo, you know, Buffalo kind of, I know San Francisco, you know, the way they looked against the Eagles over the weekend is, is the way they look when they started the season out 5 and 0. And we thought they were the best team in football. And now they look to appear to be that team again. After the three game skid, but you know Buffalo was that team at one point. You know, they lost the opener. They won three. They looked really good. So uh, I just think they're that scary team. You know what? I put it this way. I think it's kind of like Alabama being in the Final Four. Um, you know, I don't care what are the three of those teams are. The last thing you want to see is Nick Saban in the in, the, in Alabama. And I, I oh, kind of think that's of a fact. You, you heard yeah, Michigan think, groan. Sure. Huh. Yeah. So like, oh no, them. Yeah. I mean that that's that's you know that's. It's like, well, you know, you won the, you know, you won the boxing match, and you know, you, you know, they get to the title, you got to fight Tyson. You're That's like, right. Ugh. Like okay, really, great. Like Tyson. Yeah. So yeah, but I, I I'm think gonna Buffalo get killed. That too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, but I, you know. But after all of the back and forth the past couple of days about who should be in the college football playoffs, that's really the one that I think everyone can agree on is no matter who you think should or should not be in, nobody wants to play Nick Saban in a game that has a trophy at the very end. It's just <laughs> doesn't work out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I it, you know, it's yeah, it, it's yeah, it's, to me it's you know, you know, I mean we saw it, you know, I, we we know the Auburn game was, you know, very fluky, you know, you probably there. know that path. Yeah, so but they did it, you know, but they beat Georgia fair and square and we know Georgia's a, a heck of a team, 29 on a row, the last two titles, uh phenomenal team. Um and it, you know, not to get off subject of the NFL, but I just think this is a particular year where there was too many good teams. You know, I you know I, I'm disappointed Georgia's not in it. I mean, the ranked them sixth, I think, is a little ludicrous to be honest with you. But you oh, know, Ohio they, State loses by six at Michigan, and they they, <laughs> uh-huh. they weren't even discussed yeah. Sunday. Yeah, 
Yeah, Bama, Bama beating Georgia just threw you know it just threw it into a spiral. You know, if they Georgia wins, Bama's out, so you can kind of get in there. And then you know, and we know the knock on Florida State, you know, with you know Travis being hurt, and you know that. You know, but I, I think I think when we watch the games, you'll be appreciative that it might be a closer game than you know than a, a kind of a, a Florida State team that was struggling the last couple of weeks, despite winning. Um, they know they did it, and you know I know they want conferences and everything, but it. You know, just because you know you're in a certain conference, I, I kind of look at it as, uh, you know, like, you know, how, how should I put it? You know, it's oh, they won the ACC. Well, I mean, but the ACC, we know it's not very good right now. So, you know, we, we could argue a, a lot of other divisions, but you know, it was, a, it was a tough call for you know Bill Hancock and all those guys to get that right. And it's a selection, so it's it's not you know sort of, you know, all the other formats that we're accustomed to seeing. Where, you know, in the NFL, yeah. if you're 9-3 and you beat the other opponent, then, you know, you went out and you're guaranteed that spot. This is the selection committee, and, you know, it's a little bit of, hey, when people are voting, there's always going to be a discrepancy. You, I'm assuming you saw Pitt play Florida State at Acrisure Stadium, uh-huh. did, did you? Yes, I did. And they, they and they had Jordan Travis that day. They won 24-7. to Bo, you yeah. know ball. What, what kind of team were you seeing? I didn't think I saw a team that was, you know, well, wow, like this is a, a high caliber uh, team. So, you know, I they look good, but you know, sometimes Pitt has those weird games where they, you know, they play a little bit above who they are. Yeah. But I, you know, I just put it this way: I, I think if Georgia would have came into Acrisure Stadium that same night, I'd have, I would have left there going, "Wow, I just saw one heck of a football team," and then I just didn't get that impression. So um, that, know, that was not, right in that that stretch of the season when Pat Narduzzi went to the media and said how bad his team stunk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. It, what it, a motivational you know, it, ploy he tried. That's right. Yeah, and I yeah, let's see. I I, I'm, I got my computer out real quick. Let's see. Let's just go to Florida State. I'll give you my Florida State notes on. Uh, let's see, Florida State. We're gonna go to Travis. Oh my God, you know, but I had Javerse. Um, so Jordan Travis, uh, let's see what I put about, um, throws right-handed, had a durable looking body, not too skinny or long moves, moves well laterally in the pocket, wrists, flicks the ball, pocket and presence is a plus, didn't throw exactly at times, didn't impress me much. And I put a lot of passes where all were off target. So that's, that was just a quick synopsis of, uh, Jordan okay. Travis. Then. So, oh, that's it right there. I like it. That is. All right, Bo, please tell me before I lose my mind. <laughs> on Sunday, the long weather delay, uh, people ask me, when am I When am I going to hang it up? When am I going to get enough? And I tell them, I'm about one weather delay when there's not a cloud in the sky away from that being the, the, the moment that does it. Please tell me that delay was necessary, that if it had been your call, you would have stopped the game and had people seek safe areas. It was. It, okay, it good. Was, Ooh, it thank was, you. Yeah. And it, the, the first one, you know, the, the storms were coming through, and it was funny, the, the, the Chris Pohl, the guy sitting next to um, the guy in front of us, Sean McLaughlin, he, he, um, he, he lives in Vegas. He comes in for the games, and uh, his flight was at 7 o'clock, and I, didn't, I wasn't even a, a, aware that there was bad weather coming, but they were aware to it. And then because Sean turned around, he said, I guarantee I missed my flight because we're going to get a delay. And lo and behold, we got the delay, and lo and behold, he missed his flight. He had to fly out the next day. But it was it was definitely warranted. The, the strangest part about it, Brett, was if you're sitting in the press box looking north, 
or I should say looking west or east. If you're in the press box looking east, um, everything behind us, it was sunny. If you walked outside, you could see it. But if you if you looked, you know, across and through the city, it was dark and black and, you know, raining. It was so crazy that, you know, you could see, like, the science center across the street behind the press box, uh, and, you know, and it was like clear skies. The storm was just that on the, you know, tip of, you know, the city and the stadium. It was kind of crazy. Wow. Okay. So much okay. needed. Uh, Good. I needed it. Because yes. I sat through one last year that was a weather delay that you had to apply sunscreen during it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I'm joking when I say this. Actually, it was totally unwarranted. I just don't want to see you hang them up, Brett. I, I want to keep you around. Uh, but but I, I, the, the weather delays when there's one small, like if it's over Oxford, like that one last year against Tulsa, and there was a small cell like over Henning, Tennessee, and mm. Bo, that would be a long way away. I'm going, why are we stopped? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, stuff was blown across like this. Some of the, 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 the like garbage-type cans and stuff on the field were blown across. Like the second, the That's second when you hit the deck, deck, when you got stuff lying around, yeah. no doubt. Yeah, yeah. So the second one was really, I mean, it, it the gusts were, I mean, I was I was in the box, so I don't know, but I mean, looking out the window, you know, it was it's probably proper that they did what they did and, you know, everyone took shelter just to be safe. Kenny Pickett going to be back this year? Mm. I don't know why he would be. Uh, yeah. You know, I, it's, you know, two or four weeks and even he comes back for the final week in Baltimore, you know, they're seven and five now. I don't, I, you know, you kind of got to wonder if that's a, you know, why bring him back? You know, there's so much talk about Aaron Rodgers. And granted, I mean, he's an MVP several times over, but I don't know why you bring Kenny Pickett back for one game, uh, you know. And, and and listen, you know, I don't know if they lose that much, Brett, with Mitchell Trubisky there. You know, I mean, the offense is still oh, bad. Oh, man, that's a tough sell for me. I just remember old buddy, <laughs> old buddy Mitch Mitchell now. Come on now. He, he screams bad. He screams average. Yeah. But I, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, when Pickett went down, it's it's not the level. Wow, you know, like Trevor Lawrence went down last night. Uh, you know, I mean, a Jack 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 Browning's playing great, but you know, Mahomes goes down, an Allen type goes down. Like, you know, you know, it it changes the complexity of what the team's going to do. When Pickett goes down, you know, the offense isn't playing well, anyways. I mean, they That's were right. miserable before he got hurt. So, it's it's one of those things. Like, how bad? It's already at the bottom, yeah. right? So, you know, any I get, you know, when you're not doing well, anything might help. So, you know, and I hope he gets back to health. I, I like Pickens. But, you know, at the end of the day, I just I don't think they lose that much in terms of, you know, I, I think Pickett brings a, an energy, and that is important, and, I, and they believe in him. They may not think so, believe in them like uh, with Trubisky. But, you know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of, you know, Johnson and the receivers. Pickens has his days where he gets a little aggravated. You know, we've seen him do his stuff with his media this season, so... Those guys are frustrated as well offensively, and if if Trubisky can find them the ball and they can you know score a little bit, especially you know this week Thursday night, uh, a bad Patriots team. Though the, the the funny thing is the Patriots. Uh, I saw a stat. I I don't know where I saw, but uh, they're the like the only team in the history of the NFL or something where they've allowed you know so many points, ten points or less in the last four weeks, and they've lost all four games. So uh, they're you know wow. they're they're. It's, so I, I'm anticipating, you know, if you're a better, definitely bet the under Thursday yeah. night. <laughs> it's probably a, a good bet. Uh, Bo, when's it? Uh, when's it time to start looking out for the uh, for the Packers? They've now won three straight, four of their last five. Is it time to kind of keep an eye on these guys? 
I think so. I mean, if they continue to play the way that they looked against the Chiefs, which mm-hmm. was phenomenal, um, you know, I, I think it'd be a discredit to say no. And you know, you you start looking down the you know the you know the Vikings are, you know, how long how long can they keep playing at a higher level with Josh and with Dobbs? You know, I yeah. think the NFC South that's you know whoever wins that division will probably have a losing record. And then you got the Rams, who you know, uh, you know, you got Stafford down there, and the Seahawks at six and six. So that wild card spot with those three teams, um, the Packers, Seahawks, and Rams, should it, that's going to be a fun race to watch. As we, you know, what we got what, five games I think left in the year. So wow. four, games, four games. I know they could, should Jordan Love and Lafleur spike the ball a little bit on Aaron Rodgers? I'm sorry, Brett. I didn't hear that. Should they spike the ball? Should they they kind of <laughs> kind of call out Aaron Rodgers? I guess uh, I don't know. I, you know, I, I, if I was them, I, if I was those guys, I mean, I would just want to get away from anything. I would too. Just play ball. You know, yeah, just play ball. And because one, you know, it's going to get back to Aaron. He's going to go on the McAfee show, That's and then right. he's going to go in a roundabout way to sarcastically or however he wants to deliver what he says in some cryptic fashion, where you don't know if he really you know, laid blame to them or did something. So I would just kind of, you know, uh, now my one pastor always told me, uh, you know, uh, just, you know, do the right thing always, you know. Turn up the cheap. Move on. Yeah, just move on and, you know, be the right person. That way at the end of the day, you know, you can, nobody could come back and say, hey, you, you know, you did, the, you went about this the wrong way. So a lot more likely that Aaron Rodgers mm. is puffy in the <laughs> offseason toward the Packers than Love LaFleur. That they would be toward him. Oh, definitely. I could see that. I could see that. But he seems happy. Uh, you know, he seems like a new player. And I mentioned before, I think it's, it's probably like being in a relationship. You're not happy with who you're with. And, you know, now, you know, we've seen it. I know I've just seen it with people I know. Yeah. You know, they're in relationships and they get out of it and they're in like a new person. So uh, I, we knew he was unhappy in Green Bay and he went to New York and, he, and he's very happy and how, look how eager he is to get back hmm. on the field for a really lousy Jets team so I mean I just and that's the competitor and I, I just think he's anxious just to it, maybe you know I, you don't want him to get hurt again and I think that would be a real anomaly if it did but at 4-8 and eight, you know they're not going to turn it around for them to make an impact you know for them to save the season but I, I think it would be good for Jets fan and, and maybe the team and Rodgers himself just to get some snaps under center and if he comes back and, and, and you know, maybe see where they go from here with Aaron Rodgers. Because I think that's a good, um, how would you say, uh, you know, you still want to see what you have. Right. He still hasn't played a game in a Jets uniform. He, he told yeah. Pat McAfee today so the, 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 the real one. Christmas miracle, him back December 24th. <laughs> that would be the Christmas miracle, yeah. That would be, uh, be great. And I, I am so thankful the Steelers play on uh, – Saturday. They play Saturday, so Ooh. not Sunday or Monday. So I'm very fortunate that the uh, Steelers will be playing Saturday. You play Saturday the 23rd. Yeah. Wow. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. That, that helps the family too. Yeah, that'll be nice. That'll be real nice. Yeah. Talking to Bo Marchant, he joins us every Tuesday to talk NFL. And what are we about? 16, 17 minutes into our segment, Bo, this might be a uh, personal record for me without asking a Dallas Cowboys <laughs> question, but I'm going to give up uh, at this point. Uh, talk to me about this weekend's game, uh, Cowboys and Eagles. Eagles coming off that loss to the 49ers, but I will say that was when the, the game, Cowboys versus uh, Eagles, Eagles, was really when we saw Dak Prescott start this tear of games that he's on, where he's looked really, really good. What do you expect this Sunday between those two teams? 
Uh, yeah, it should be a barn burner. Uh, you know, it's a it's a big game. Yeah. You know, that loss to the 49ers, now it, you know, it puts the heat on Philly that, you know, try to keep pace with 49ers because we know the 49ers now have the, you know, if they all finish with the same record, obviously the 49ers get the one seed. So uh, Dallas, they're playing great. And I really, I know they gave up 35 to the Seahawks on Thursday night, but I, that was a game where, they had they had to win it, and I they they just played in the fashion where you just felt they were able to to do it, and I thought that was a big win. I thought that yeah. was might have been a bigger win than you know even if they, I know if they would have beat the Eagles early in the season that would have been huge, but I just think in the way that they played that game because Seattle was playing well and they were doing a lot of things that you know getting the points on the board and but they were able to come back. Uh, this game, you know, it's going to be a typical NFC East. You know, showdown, and usually, you know, the, the Cowboys get the best of the Eagles when mm-hmm. they're in Dallas. So, you know, going off the history of this series, uh, you know, I, I have to say that, you know, the Cowboys might, you know, be the team to, to beat this Sunday just in terms of, right. you know, where they're at. And, you know, if they're at Lincoln Financial, then I'd probably go back to the Eagles side and say, you know, the Eagles have the better option to win in that game. I really don't mean this clowning on the Cowboys. I'm serious about this. Mm-hmm. Our Cowboys, we, Brett. That's right, our Cowboys. Because nobody had this. <laughs> Cowboys win at home Sunday. That's not far-fetched at all. I mean, not 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 even close. In fact, they're the favorite. Now, this, this one is, would take upset. Cowboys win at home. Seahawks win in San Francisco. First place <laughs> in the NFC, the Dallas Cowboys. Not that. Talk to me, Brett. Yeah. Uh. And then, and then they had the Buffalo, and then they lose. And I don't know. Then <laughs> yeah. they'll be back. To the, Take you long handles. Yeah, they'll be back to a wild card team. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Thanks, the bad man. thing for them is it just you know the way that the way the system is. You know, with one team getting a buy now, uh, you know, it's just it's crazy to think that you know as good as they are, there there are a lot of really strange things that have to happen for them to host the game. So I mean, you figure they're going to be on the road, and which most wild card teams are, but. You know, we we know they're going to be one of the better teams. You know, come playoff time, with one of the better records, probably, you know, superseding, you know, possibly what the the Lions finished with. Definitely over any NF South team, and you know, and, you know, I don't know if they'll catch the Niners, but you know, nonetheless, uh, a pretty good record. You know, probably the third or second best record in the uh, in the division. Or speaking the, of conference. yeah, speaking of Seattle, Coach Pete Carroll, and for New England, Coach Bill Belichick, either, neither, or both. Step away after this year. I don't think so. I think Kevin Carroll. Yeah, I don't think either one does. I mean, uh, okay. maybe Belichick's not back with New England, but I, I agreed. Yeah, but I, I don't think either one of them walks away. Uh, Carroll looks like he's. I mean, his energy. You know, Belichick's yeah. never. Belichick's never delivered an energy on the sidelines, but we know his greatness. So, but you know, Carroll has that swag. You see him chewing his bubble gum. He has a good pace about him. I mean, yeah. like Thursday night when he threw his uh, headphone set after the one penalty. <laughs> you know, that, I mean, there's an energy. There's a yeah. vibe to Pete Carroll. So, I, he, I don't he's the he, Dick Clark of the NFL. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, that's a great. That's a great evaluation there. So, no, I don't see him win. And if it, it, I think if Belichick. I, if you know if he walks away, it'll probably be a, a decision by owner David Kraft to go in another direction. But I, I think that would be even um, a little premature. I, I think the I think the the Patriots, and we know they struggled last season a little bit. But um, if they if they are this bad next year, you know, two wins this deep in the season, then you might see them go in another direction. But I, I think as of today, December fifth, um, 
I'd, I'd, I'd be shocked if Carroll is gone. I have no reason to think that he would leave Seattle. He seems like a great fit there. And I think Belichick, um, Kraft's definitely going to not uh, go in another direction after one disastrous season. I think he'll give him another offseason to maybe find a quarterback and uh, and then go into next season and find out what they have and see if he can possibly uh, you know return the team to the, the dynasty stages that he's had for so long. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right, and uh, we'll have to just wait and see. There's going to be these rumors are going to continue to circulate, and people are going to continue to talk about some of these uh, older coaches uh, as the season uh, winds down. But, Bo, thanks so much for joining us. It should be another great week, and hopefully next week when we talk to you, we're talking about a Cowboys victory. First place. <laughs> That's right, first place Yeah, Cowboys. you know what, for you, Brett, I hope, I hope that is the case. Thank I have you, no Bo. animosity against you, the Cowboys, so... I have no problem with it. Thank you, Bo. <laughs> I mean, thank you, Bo. We'll talk to you later, <laughs> Bo. Stay safe. Bye, Bo Marchant with us from Eastern Ohio. He covers the Pittsburgh Steelers and all the football in that area. You heard his scouting notes on covering yeah. an FSU at Pitt game this year, and he covers all the MAC games. And he's out somewhere every weekend uh, doing the work, and he lives for this. Mm-hmm. And he loves it. And we we love him being with us every Tuesday afternoon throughout the year covering America's number one sport, and that's the NFL. It's the holiday season at Jason's Deli. All the trees are up in every location at Ridgeway Road, Poplar and Highland, Olive Branch, and Cordova. Go by one of those great locations, enjoy the holiday season, and get a gift card for a gift for someone, someone that has been good to you this year. Get a gift card for yourself. Be good to yourself. And if you've got an office event coming up, let them cater it, whether it's five or 5000 They've got you covered for catering, a variety of delicious choices for breakfast, lunch, dinner, all-day meals for groups of five or 5,000. Let them take care of your holiday fun at your office or a get-together at a church function, among friends, however you want to do it. They've got you covered. Low delivery fees. Call your local deli for the exact details. Same day, last-minute orders are welcome. If you feel swamped and you don't have your event planned right, step aside. Let them step in. They've got you covered, whether it's dining in, to-go, or delivery. Wholesome food forever. It's a family thing at Jason's Deli. First franchise in the nation to be trans-fat-free. And it's all about choice at Jason's Deli. Regardless, if you seek a gluten-free menu, vegetarian sandwiches, healthy kids' meals, you will be delighted at Jason's Deli. All those salads, like the Big Chef salad, my favorite, the taco salad, the chicken club salad, and then all the sandwiches, the breads, the spreads, the meats, the cheeses, plenty of organic food to choose from, and a staple in every location. Well, it's the holiday tree, and it's the great salad bar right now. Over 30 items to choose from. You prepare it however you would like. And again, catering anytime, anywhere. Locations on Ridgeway Road, Poplar and Highland, Cordova, and Olive Branch. Complimentary free ice cream. Check them out online as well at jasonsdeli.com. Brett, quickly before we get to a break, I'm curious. We talked about Aaron Rodgers with Bo, but did you see what he said on the Pat McAfee show today about the reports coming out that the Jets asked Zach Wilson to come back and be the starting quarterback and that Zach Wilson was kind of on the edge, didn't want to really come back? 
clarify for me. So, okay, so basically those reports came out. They wanted Zach Wilson to, you know, they were having discussions about him being the starter again. He kind of, I mean, I think as anybody would, that had been kicked to the curb by a fan base and a team was like, I don't know if I really want to do that. And today on the Pat McAfee Show, Aaron Rodgers um, was asked what he thought about that, and he was upset that it pointed uh, painted his teammate as a kid quitting on the team, and he said, that's the problem with this organization. We need to get to the bottom of whatever this is coming, wherever this is coming from, and put a stop to it privately because there's no place in a winning culture where, um, and this isn't the only time there's well, been a right bunch of other leaks about our team. So every reports he's been a phenomenal yes. teammate. Oh, oh, I mean, just a complete 180 from what we kind of all thought um, uh, at his towards the end of his career. Um, with the Packers, and you know, I like to see this side of him, and and you know, defending. Uh, do we ever think he would be defending Jordan Love or or another quarterback in that quarterback room with him? And in, in I, uh, the Packers, I don't think he knew Jordan Love's name. No, I don't think. I don't think he wanted to. <laughs> now, what go? It all flows downhill. All Very reports true. where Brett Favre treated him just like that. Yes. So uh, you know, it wasn't any better for him as a young guy, and maybe he wanted uh, Jordan Love to go through that same. I don't know, but I did think that was interesting today on the Pat McAfee show. Before we get to a break, I got to tell you about Hewlett and Dunn Boot and Jean on this square, historic square in Carryville since 1961. Charles Hall he started working there in his teens, and now with his wife Laura, they own the place known for all the boots, but also clothing, accessories and a cap for any team in any season. Western wear, work boots, safety toe, soft toe, even rubber boots. Boots for every occasion at Hewlett and Dunn. And from head to toe, they have you covered with every brand imaginable, like Ariat, Dan Post, Anderson Bean. Whether for men or women, they've got clothing like jeans, pants, shirts, shorts, outerwear, and the best duckhead collection you'll find. Charles and Laura Hall invite you to 111 North Center Street on the square in Carville or to their website, Hewlett and done, and what a better time than the Christmas time to get out there uh, to Hewlett and Dunn and try to find that final Christmas present. They've got things that could be a stocking stuffer like hats, sunglasses, boot care products in every area, team snapback or cool hat you can think of. Whether it's the Tigers, Mississippi State, UT, Ole Miss, or the Razorbacks, they've got it, and for travel, their bag selection is top-notch. HewlettDunn.com, but please head out to Carryville. Give them a visit and say hello at 111 North Center Street on the square in Carville at Hewlett and Dumb. We're late for a break. Let's go ahead and grab that. When we come back, we'll talk about what's trending. Add a little fun to your lunch break. Join Johnny Radio for Sports 56 Happy Hour from 11 to 1 every weekday on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now, back to sports time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Hewlett & Dunn, Good & Jean Company, and Collierville. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. We're right, in sports time. Bryant and Brett with you as uh, we got... Less than 30 minutes left in today's show, and boy, has this shown, show flown by. Uh, Brett, I saw some breaking news while I was at a break. It looks like uh, a former Vanderbilt coach might be making his way back to Middle Tennessee. It sounds like uh, Middle Tennessee is targeting former Vanderbilt coach Derek Mason 
as their new head coach. Okay. He, he, he did a good job. I think he was horribly supported by the Vanderbilt administration yeah. during his time there, and he unfortunately caught the Vanderbilt years after James Franklin, not yes. just the bar that James Franklin set. And Vanderbilt, for a long time, I respect this, they would not sacrifice a thing mm. on academics, on yep. admissions, on standards, on team discipline. They would not They would not bend an inch on any of that. Mm-hmm. They did in the James Franklin years, and he yeah. won for them. Sure and did. hosted game day. I mean, yeah. Vanderbilt was on fire. Yeah. In the end, after the horrible incident, Vanderbilt administration felt like, see there? Yep. We sacrificed, we, we, we sold our soul, and look mm-hmm. what happened. So Derek Mason got that total overreaction to that, and the budgets have always been tighter, right. and they turned the spigot off of that, and he caught, he caught some lean years to be coached there. Yeah, no, he he really did, and uh, but no, I, I mean, if that is the way Middle Tennessee goes, uh, you know, I think that'd be a good hire for MTSU, and you know, a, a guy that could, I think, really do a good job there. So. He could, and, and and our our buddy Tommy West probably would not be a part of the yeah, new staff there. He was a longtime yeah. member of the Rick Stocksteel staff, and I don't know, I don't know what Coach West's future what what the future holds for him. He's been a a coaching lifer and just one of my favorite mm-hmm. people ever. I don't I don't know what he wants to do. Whether he wants to move back to this area where he wants yeah. to have the retirement years, or if he's ready for that at all. But uh, quite a football life for Tommy West. One Absolutely. tough man. It really is. Um, I, I've got we've got the TV in here. Um, it's on ESPN, and we've got the Jimmy V Classic. Zip zip. Uh, what I have? Yeah, zip zip. Right now, uh, no. Uh, make it two nothing. Uh, two two. Oh, wow, quick. Um, but uh, Florida Atlantic and Illinois going right now. Uh, you mentioned earlier that you know. This Could is- I live bet it and tell me that Bryant told me it was zero nah, zero? But then, nah, okay, nah, nah, they wouldn't nah, follow that. That they're no. kind of savvier than that. No, they're a little, they're a little more high tech than that, I, uh, I believe. But you know, I do think uh, you, know, you think I'd know how to live bet. Yeah, I was about to say that might, uh, you know, we, we there's a lot of steps in there before getting yeah. to just placing a bet that I don't. Somewhere know there before be. I got to the final step, I've thrown my phone. Yes, I? absolutely, and probably multiple times, honestly. Yeah. Um, but no, this is you know you mentioned it earlier. This is a game that uh, you know I think Memphis fans need to be rooting for for Florida Atlantic. We they, need Florida Atlantic to to be. A really good team when the Tigers match up with them twice. Now, Eli Savoy gave me the quick primer on it. It's it's not like it used to be in the old RPI world. Right. The, the team that you lost to can still help you a little, mm. but you really get the magic out of the team the, you the defeated. Wins. Right. Right. I don't but it's it's really all the quad either. stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it's all quads. That's what that, that's really what they're looking at at the end of the season is how many quad one wins do you have? How many quad two wins do you have? Do you have any quad four three losses? That's really what the committee's looking at. Um, you know, when we get to March, but you know, this is going to be a good slate of games tonight with uh, with Florida Atlantic and in Illinois right now. Later, um, we'll have after this game North Carolina and UConn, some nine versus five, which will be. Um, a heck of a game. It's really, I mean, a good night, Providence, Oklahoma, a really good night for college basketball tonight. I had it in my notes more toward the end of the show, but I'll break it out now. Right, it was a good, like good think piece at ESPN today about UConn and the Blue Blood status. And we mm. discussed that back in the spring when they won their fifth over three coaches. <sighs> yeah. Jimmy Calhoun, Kevin Ollie, and now uh, Pistol Britches all getting national championships <laughs> there. 
here's my standard thing on are they a blue blood? It's Texas back. If you're asking it and talk about it, talk talking about it, you're not. Yeah. Mm, that's a that's a really good point. Um and uh, Hall of Fame. If you got to ask you, that's do you think um Ozzy Smith should right. be in the Hall of Fame. Right. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, it's... I don't think the question would even come up. No, no, because everyone knows. Or everyone didn't. that you're talking yeah. to is, knows that, that Ozzy Smith is a Hall of Famer. But, you know, that's a, that's a really good point. I think that's where we've kind of been. Um, I thought I think your Texas example is really good because every year we get to a point where we're going, is Texas back? And there, that becomes a conversation. If there's a conversation around if they are or if they're not, then then they're not there yet. You don't get Sark involved in all that, oh, man. man. He he has Good been laser Lord. focused, and I, I remembered it. You know, he, his first head coaching job was at Washington, and that's, that's who right. they that's who they play, and they met last year wow. in the in the Alamo Bowl. I'm excited for uh, for these two semifinal games, even though you know I do think Florida State should be in the I do too the top and, four. It, and it'll just build. Sure. Sadly for Florida State, I'm sorry for this again for everybody out there. Reverse all this, and it's your team. Uh, yes, Brian. You know I need to be in a straight jacket if it had been Ole Miss. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm literally. I'm, yes. they, they might put one of those mouth guards on where yes. I wouldn't bite somebody. Yes. You know I would be. Uh-huh. I understand Florida State feeling like that, and I, I'm with you. I understand that, but I also know that time's got a great way of everybody moving on to sure something does. else. Sure does, and and we talked about it yesterday. Just because. In you know late December, early January, when these games roll around, we're saying, "Oh man, Alabama, Michigan, that's going to be one heck of a ball game." That doesn't mean that we agree with it, and that 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 point is right. That the the committee got it right. It's still wrong, I think, but it's going to be mi- a great game. Mister Mad, this time next year, could be both of us. Yeah, it really could. The Tigers could be right there in that mix yeah. for. Now that would, that's going to be the 12 seed, mm-hmm. but a 12 seed going wherever and playing who, in that yeah, game. Yeah, who cares if they're in that conversation? And and, and I, I would think Ole Miss yeah. would, would be in the nine, ten, eleven, twelve category this mm-hmm. time, potentially this time next year for for a playoff spot. But Brian, as we say goodbye and mm-hmm. and good riddance to to this this system, what it did. I mean, when we went to four, to, and this is the tenth year of it. Yeah. It did expand a few more opportunities. Nobody really ever cashed in on it, though. No. Maybe Ohio State with Cardell, maybe, but it was Ohio sure. State. Yeah. It also had there was another guy on there named Ezekiel Elliott. That so I, I, I don't I don't know anybody that really benefited from it. But I, I guess you know try telling that to Washington now their second appearance yeah. in, in the college football four yeah. at Michigan State. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know they they had that one. But it was a pretty good system that allowed that, that had a spot fairly earned by yes. these teams yes. for Liberty, mm-hmm. for Western Michigan, for Memphis, yes. for for what it did for Houston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're 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 absolutely right. And so, you know, I, I think I'm excited for twelve teams, and I'm I'm really excited that it's going to be here next year. But, but also, thirteen fourteen is going to be mad. Yeah, we're. I mean, we're going to have the same conversations next year about that team that's just right outside, and should this team have jumped? And and it really will probably be even more of a debate because it won't be undefeated team got left out. They should be in because they're undefeated. It's, they got the job, be, job done. It's going to be somebody local. 
a year oh, from now. Yeah. Tennessee, it, Ole Miss, but Memphis. And the, the problem is going to be is that last team that gets in and that team that's going to be left out, they're probably going to have the same exact record, and you're going to have to be looking at resumes and is this win better than that uh-huh. win? Is this loss worse or better than that loss? And this team ended up doing that. I mean, you know what he's going to beg for next year? What's that? Pounding people. Oh, yeah. When you can run it up, pound. Oh yes, yes. No, you're going to want that because when you can look and say, "Hey, look, it wasn't close." Because that's what we've been talking about with a lot of these teams this year. Washington is a great example of it. They're winning games, but they go into the conference championship as a nine and a half point uh, underdog because they haven't blown teams out. On the other side, Oregon isn't playing a a world beater schedule, but they're blowing teams out, and so everyone thinks they're a ten point favorite. You're absolutely right. You're going to want to see these teams that are supposed to be top fifteen level teams go out and blow every single team out and if they're up by 10 15 points um in the third quarter let's win by 30 if we can no rpi net uh sagarin or or ken palm oh man i love it genius i am throw bark torvik in there yeah you knew i would (laughs) Uh, i really didn't know that name but you, you knew i would I think we're asking for it in college basketball. Yeah, we're going to get it. To blow uh, some, people out. Some sort, of, some sort of thing that people can point to and and look at the analytics of everything, and this is why this team's better because, like I said, we're going to get to the point where there's going to be four teams that are all hovering around 11, 12, 13, 14, and they all have the exact same record, and people are going to be screaming at each other why this team deserves it over that team. Tomorrow at... 345 we'll talk a lot of tigers vcu now we'll go off the number as we come back from that segment Mm -hmm. have you looked at the line for tomorrow night for tiger bankroll no johnny have you looked i'm guessing it's out oh no i haven't looked yet man we got brett i'm I'm a little nervous man i'm a little nervous what do we got tigers minus two wow all right let's see how much that moves i'm gonna write it down now that at what, 5.45 when we talked about Tiger market? Memphis was a two-point favorite. We'll see what it is tomorrow afternoon. At 3.45. 3.45. Interesting, interesting. Well, we need Johnny, you need a W. Man, need I need w one bad. bad. Johnny needs a W. But, I need but he's, one he's bad. in the game. He came in on Monday and said, Tigers, what are they doing? He's in the game. They lost me $100. I said, Johnny, you get it. You you get It's play money. Play. We don't want anybody, we no, don't want anybody no. telling your parents no, we really. talked you into no, losing really. money. No, we, don't need a, no, we don't need a 1-800 number, um, <laughs> at least for this segment. Maybe in other, other areas I need one. But uh, let's go ahead and uh, get to our final break of the day. When we come back, we're going to wrap up today's show with Taco Bell Crunch Time. Join the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin, for Wolo and Friends. Weekday mornings from 10 to 11, here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now, back to sports time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Hewlett and Dunn, Boot and Jean Company, and Collierville. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Brian Jacobs. You are looking live. In your life have you seen anything like that? Goodbye. It's obviously crunch time. Hammer, nail, coffin. This baby is over. 
The Double Steak Grilled Cheese Burrito. So good. Double the steak with nacho cheese sauce, seasoned rice, red strips, sour cream, and the three-cheese blend wrapped inside a warm flour tortilla with even more three-cheese blend grilled on the top. The Double Steak Grilled Cheese Burrito. It hits the spot now at Taco Bell. And at Taco Bell, when they say they are feeding people's lives with unexpected good, they mean it. Bold food you can't get anywhere else. Well, Brett, today I learned that today is the day D'Angelo Williams is enshrined in the College Football Hall of Fame. They had a press conference earlier today where D'Angelo Williams spoke about his time at the University of Memphis, choosing the University of Memphis as his school. He talked about how, obviously, going there, that the football program was not where um, it is today, and it was really a basketball school, and coming in, he wanted to, to get to those bowl games and, and win a bowl game, and, and that he kind of looked around and he said you'd see guys like Reggie Bush, you'd see guys like Tim Tebow, and you'd know those are Hall of Fame guys, and, and to know that he's finally kind of in the same, not kind of, he is in the same conversation as those guys is really special to him and and being able to do it at the University of Memphis is special and D'Angelo's a guy, I mean you go to a Memphis football game and a lot of times you'll see him down there on the field, he likes to come to a lot of games, he's still very close with the program so very very cool to see him uh, finally in the Hall of Fame today. And we just mentioned Tommy West, I hope he's out there with him. I hope so, I hope so. And D'Angelo Williams made a great decision yes, coming to the University sure of Memphis, did. and it was it was fun to watch. That, that, that that's a, a a great note. Uh, Jake Browning, what I learned, Jake Browning mm. was great last yes, night, especially was. with that run. If they can run it like that all the time with Joe Mixon, he'll be he'll he'll be upright and he'll be pretty good. Yes. And right now they're they're way down there at the twelfth seed. And uh and and all, all the way down to the twelfth seed, I think the Bengals are in it and the Chargers mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, absolutely. What I could have done without Brett today, we got our uh, we had our MLB draft lottery going on today. I completely missed it, but I have the results right here. Uh, the Cardinals, I think, were slotted at fifth. They dropped down to number seven, so they'll be picking at seventh. The Guardians, the winners of the MLB draft lottery, they had a 2% chance to get the first pick, and here they are picking number one. The Reds picking right behind them at second. Is there a consensus number one pick? Uh, I don't know. I haven't even really looked. I don't even, I'll be honest, I don't even know what the baseball class looks like this year. We'll cover the draft, won't we? Oh, uh, wall to wall. Every pick. Right? Every single pick. We'll know. Have you watched any of the winter meetings on MLB Network? I've dipped in a little, not much, not a ton. I have two. Here's, here's my one issue, and I know okay. where they are, and I know it's always dim, 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 dimly lit, yeah. and, and it is where they're broadcasting mm-hmm. from. I, I, it, it's throwing my track of time off. Yeah. It always looks like they're broadcasting it, at 3 in the morning. It does. We need to get a little, little better lighting there wherever uh, wherever they're broadcasting I, from. I could have done without this. Alabama started a quarterback this year that was the MVP of a bowl game at Notre Dame that's now hit the portal in lacrosse. Relax. <laughs> Bama got it figured out, though, didn't they? Bama, Bama figured it out. And uh, shame on us for ever thinking that they wouldn't be able to figure it out. Um, where are you beaming tonight? To the Jimmy V Classic. This game is going on and also... Yeah. Defending national champ UConn against Blue Blood UNC. Yeah, that one should be a fun one. Let's see where I'm going to beam tonight. Uh, how about Providence, Oklahoma? Sounds like an interesting matchup. Arkansas plays Oklahoma over the weekend. Yeah, and that one's going to be a Coming really up. good game. Absolutely. Well, one shiny moment play at the big in season tournament for Ooh, the NBA. 
Maybe. I don't know. We need a different Will Schramer fall? Shining, oh, oh, Confetti absolutely, can? Absolutely, Brett. We're playing for a trophy. Fourteen remaining undefeateds in college basketball. That includes Ole Miss, yeah, Oklahoma, Baylor, BYU, and Princeton all playing tonight. Yeah, and Ole Miss, and Ole Miss playing. Tonight. That's right. They're playing tonight. We're gonna have complete coverage of that game pregame uh, for Ole Miss versus Saint, uh, Mount Saint Mary's uh, at six thirty, leading into that seven p.m. start. But that's all the time we have. Enjoy your night. We'll do it again tomorrow afternoon at three o'clock.